0: Welcome to SlimeWire. Choose your own adventure. Toriton T2 and E.K. since they are broadcasting out of Portland, Oregon and Shikoku, Japan respectively. Vaporwave has begun to seep into the material world. We are living in dangerous times. Join us in our quest for truth in the vapor sphere. This is episode 2830 baby. This is our manifesto episode. We discuss the general fear and isolation that a year of quarantine has assaulted us with and where Vaporwave stands. We review the two newest Vapor podcasts, Hot Takes and Life 21 respectively and try to figure out where SlimeWire belongs. We take the new Black Banshee albums and try to make sense of the Vaporwave scene and the concept of transformative sampling. Shouts out to DMT Tapes FL and Tomorrow Entertainment. SlimeWire will always be here for you. Slime Wire will prevail. We will now begin the show.
1: Mahalo. Uh, welcome to the Slime Wire podcast. This is episode twenty-eight thirty, baby. Twenty-eight thirty. Um, for I just want to put out. This is preliminary for anybody that started on twenty-eight fifteen. We do not have. 2,850 episodes we started with the episode uh, 2815 because it's an obvious joke about the famous vaporwave album 2814 and I'd also like to tell you uh, because this is like a really weird thing that happened Um, Mm. at my work we have like codes to like lock the door right Yeah, yeah numbered codes Check. And we all got new codes recently for some reason. And yeah. inexplicably my code is two, eight, one, four. Yeah. I was like, how that, Bruh. I have like, some weird things have been going on in my life because that happened. And then like, also I was really, really broke recently. Yeah. I was, um I was so broke that I was going to be forced to, quit drinking completely you know <laughs> god forbid you know when you're that broke right yeah, yeah 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 and um inexplicably like the day that i had nothing i got my tax return back that day damn dude direct deposited into my account so i don't know what the universe is trying to tell me but i feel like you the universe the is it's trying to tell me to to drink and listen to to vaporwave i guess to
2: listen to vaporwave yeah
1: (laughs) yeah but um anyway uh yeah so this is uh slime wire podcast episode 2830 i'm your host triton t2 i'm broadcasting out of portland Oregon, and i'm joined by um,
2: i I guess japan's brand new minister of loneliness uh this is the minister of loneliness coming at you from (laughs) shikoku japan uh Formerly known as U.K. Men Sensei, I have now been promoted to the Minister of Loneliness. Uh, good to be here. Yeah, it's really great to talk to you. Um, we've been away
1: for like a little bit. We haven't done an episode in a while, but um, that's because of, you know, just various bullshit. We were going to do an episode yesterday, but I was in a mood
2: Morgan got into one of his little moods. I mean, uh, he came said, I mean, Triton T2 got into one of his little moods. So yeah, we had to postpone it. We've been postponing it uh, due to sadness. The, yeah. the show has been postponed due to sadness for the last couple months.
1: I feel like um, if there's the last couple of weeks, the last episode we did was like the beginning of February. But I feel like if there's yeah. anything that, like if there's any real reason to postpone a vaporwave podcast it should be sadness
2: yeah absolutely melancholy
1: yes. um, <laughs> general melancholy but i'm back yeah. we're back um yeah, we're back so yeah um recently um two brand new vaporwave podcasts came out vaporwave and or vaporwave adjacent podcast came out um, one of them is the Hot Takes uh, Vaporwave podcast that is being put on by Skeleton, Lipstick, and Young DJ Shiro,
2: which I listened to. You didn't have any time to catch any of that, right? No, yeah. When you sent that to me, it was I was like in the middle of my work day, so it's like a weird thing too because it's not on like podcast streaming platforms. It's like
1: a live Twitch show which I guess, like, that's what they're calling podcasts now, but like, you can oh, go yeah. on Twitch, and you can re-watch the video, but I watched it uh, live. I was in the chat. I was chatting with uh, everybody. I was chatting with Luxury Elite.
2: Um, Damn, you were uh, hobnobbing
1: <laughs> with the uh, hoi polloi up there, huh? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Luxury Elite. I was talking to uh, Tech Honors, you know, lots of other people, and then, um, there was another podcast that recently got started. It was the Life 21 podcast, uh, HKE's new podcast. Did you listen to so that, bad. like the first episode of that?
2: No. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I got to say the first episode of that was um pretty funny because he was talking, you should listen to it. You'd-, You'd get a kick out of it because he was yeah. like, he was talking about how, He's only doing a podcast because he feels like he has to, that he doesn't really want to, and he's like, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: basing this off of this um, like idea of like being a musical artist, you have to constantly be putting out content. And he was like, "So yeah, I don't really want to do a podcast, but uh, you know, I sort of have to." And uh, yeah, and it was like very chilled out in that um, HKE way. But um yeah so yeah so those two podcasts are like definitely going to mean something in what we're talking about uh, today this episode I guess great and I've the- seen neither of them so let's <laughs> Well <laughs> yeah but I I can I can fill you in You fill but, me uh, in. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah basically like the reason I was in like a
2: mood <laughs>
1: yesterday the oh. reason we didn't do the podcast was because I had a birthday recently.
2: Happy birthday! Uh,
1: yeah, thank you, thank you. You also had a birthday recently, about a month before mine. Your birthday is like a month before mine,
2: right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, this like my birthday. Like I remember my birthday last year. I had a great birthday. I went out to the bar, um, hung out with a lot of friends. I took shots of gin. Um, I got really, I got really drunk, and. Um, i was outside the bar and i was uh smoking and i started pretending to be the doorman and so people were people were coming in and i was <laughs> checking their ids and uh then the bartender like came outside and was like don't do that what are you doing but um it was
2: very ah! fun <laughs> that's the appropriate this is such a great response to that you know (laughs) oh he was cool the bartender there loves me he's one of my favorite bartenders ever but um okay gotcha it wasn't like i wasn't
1: causing a scene he was just like what are you doing don't do that i know it's your birthday and you're real fucked up but But, um yeah so that birthday was like a great day and um, about two weeks later the world completely fell apart uh you know state of emergency declared COVID everybody's shrouded in isolation and fear and um, yeah l- looking back I think the my birthday last year was probably like the last good day I've had you know
2: <laughs> do you feel that way at all like yeah yeah I mean I've had there's been some standout moments since then for me but I mean I'm kind of supposed to be like every day is supposed to be an adventure, you know yeah, You're yeah, in Japan. Whoopty fucking do. Uh, but yeah, no, so I mean like, uh, the I often feel that I'm going through, I, I'll take this time to talk about my sadness. Uh, I'm like, like it's very common to suffer from feelings of isolation while you are in japan and blah 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 and uh especially when you live out in the middle of fucking nowhere like i do um and especially over the winter months you one it's like known that there's like winter depression and like winter isolation japan isolation and living in the middle of nowhere isolation and now coronavirus isolation so i'm just like isolated on
1: all fronts maybe yeah
2: yeah yeah everybody else yeah like i don't know i read all these things about people like oh yeah having a really hard time i haven't been out to see anybody in a long time and i'm like oh do i wish i was you (laughs) like it's (laughs) fucking crazy but yeah no i mean like since then i've i've gone out and done things and i've had a lot of special moments and stuff and i've gotten to see a lot of cool stuff uh but the net like my feeling for the last year has been basically like, oh, like I should be out there having the time of my life and uh, I'm my time in Japan has just been stolen from me really. I mean- A lot of the other people that are uh, out here have expressed similar feelings. And um, yeah, so it's just very frustrating. I should be getting out there and smashing some puss, but uh, I can't do any of that, you know? and also so like people uh 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 i'm in an especially precarious spot because like people that live in the in the big cities in japan they are just doing whatever the fuck they want because they've already given up right there's no way you're not gonna like i don't know japan hasn't really closed anything and you just can't social distance when you when like your commute to work or even your commute to a grocery store depends on jamming yourself into a crowded train and being ass to dick with like fifty old men, you know. So like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So like, I know people that that got placed out in the big city, and they're like, oh yeah, I've been like, you know, living it up, partying, going crazy. <laughs> and if I do that, um, I risk a bringing coronavirus back to my. Aging elderly populated mountain village, right? Like the median age of my town is 65 years old. Uh, so if I get coronavirus, then everybody, I might just kill everybody here, you know? And B, even if I don't uh, bring back coronavirus, if people see me traveling, they'll talk about me. And like I've had coworkers that have gotten in trouble uh with their coworkers and with like the townsfolk because the townsfolk are constantly like gossiping about you uh, so yeah so i'm much more cautious about leaving because i'm afraid of getting uh uh discriminated against
1: by <laughs> the elderly
2: people around here yeah so i'm just like fucking fucked up shit's all fucked for me yeah nothing's Nothing else, whatever
1: yeah nothing's good Um, for anybody right now Um, yeah yeah um, we could begin by talking about how this applies to vaporwave or we could uh, talk about it on a larger scale Um,
2: oh let's uh let's appeal to the fan base here and uh, go the vaporwave angle
1: yeah so what I'm thinking about all this is like we've been like it's been a whole fucking year where yeah. like everybody has been you know fucking like I, I said the word shrouded I use that purposefully <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about death's dynamic trap. But uh-huh. everybody is shrouded in isolation and fear and these are like the things that um, vaporwave like should be like that like everything about vaporwave is about it's about isolation it's about fear it's about disassociation it's about um you know witnessing like failures of capitalism yes Um, these are things that we've been like we've really experienced over the past year like everybody like nobody can say that they haven't been witnessing this shit and um and then when i was like watching this hot takes of vaporwave podcast i don't want to like uh, I don't want to disparage anybody and I don't want to say that the podcast was bad or anything. The podcast was very good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being in the chat. But I can't shake this like overall feeling in the Vaporwave scene that like Vaporwave is better than ever. Vaporwave is doing everything it's supposed to be. Um, there's more people into it than ever. Vaporwave artists are making more money than ever. And that's yeah. true. And there are classic Vaporwave albums coming out you know all the time there have been for many years but this general like feeling of like isolation and fear and dissociation um like i vaporwave isn't hitting it right now and it really hasn't been for like a couple years and i'm like very interested to know why and uh like what what what's happening like this feels like the time where vaporwave should like really be excelling in not a not only a commercial way but in an artistic way and like there hasn't been anything and you can say that on the micro scale about vaporwave and you can even say it on the macro scale about just like art in general i feel like i haven't heard anything besides the uh that charlie xcx album that yeah we, that we covered on the first episode that is like even rap. yeah brap is fire that has timely. even like made anything yeah it was timely that's the most important thing about that album is how timely it was yeah. but um there's it really urgent yeah there's nothing like hitting those levels um uh, appealing yeah, to well, those like, feelings of people right now
2: yeah there was the uh there was that cyberpunk album that we reviewed and what was the one that was before that uh kid,
1: kid mania yeah, bait yeah. by Kidmania. Yeah, I would. Say, yeah, that's a maybe an exception.
2: Yeah, those had some interesting vibes to them, but definitely nothing had nothing has yeah really reached across and captured that uh, idea of isolation and fear and melancholy. And I mean, like those albums were like about the kind of just anxiety inducing insanity of like of what's happening, you know. politics about, specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turning it up to 11, but um yeah, there's nothing about there's nothing that captures this feeling of uh like almost just like an asept like an antiseptic fucking like sterilized world that you have to live in now, like a boring, trivial uh world you know it's like it's you i think in a way it's like the most depressing thing that can fucking happen it's like the most depressing it's like our version of world war ii or like vietnam or something is like this is it and this is so much more fucking spiritually exhausting because you because it's like oh just go sit in your house, like <laughs> for a year. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: just don't do anything fun for a year. There's not, there's no like, there's nothing like. It's not like, oh, my son left for the war. I hope he'll be back soon. I'm writing him letters every year. I don't know if he's getting them, <laughs> but we still got each other, and I still yeah, got yeah. my job down at the old factory, and it was all worth it in the end. It's just like, no, just fucking, uh, yeah, just don't go anywhere for a year. Just sit in your room and watch Netflix for a fucking year.
1: Yeah, it's like it's the worst. order to go uh, food. Yeah. and
2: yeah, get food delivered
1: to your house.
2: Yeah, so um, in that sense, it is. It's like an exacerbation of all the worst parts of your life as a millennial. You know, like yeah, millennials are the
1: uh, the generation of isolation. Like this has been talked about before. We yeah, are yeah. isolated from each other. We're not having sex. Uh, we're not getting yeah. married. We're not having kids. Yeah, so we have it's less like friends the, than other generations.
2: Yeah, so it's all of the, all of the worst part. But you at least you've always had at least the option to be like, oh, I really should go out. Really should try to go like have some fun tonight, you know? Yeah. And now it's just like no, no. Um, but I think that that feeds into like when you're living in a world where there's an outward there's the outward uh, uh, image of people having fun and living successful prosperous lives but secretly you kind of think oh but I do feel kind of lonely in this hyper uh, modernized world that's a place where the message of vaporwave can thrive because it's experienced as some kind of a secret or a some kind of an insight into your life that other people might not know about you know yeah as as an undergirding something that's hidden beneath the surface world of appearances of you know spectacular success and having fun out and you know blah blah blah. but now it's just like we're living it you know once the vaporwave is our daily lives what need have we for vaporwave
1: yeah the whole um conceit of this podcast has always been to talk about how vaporwave is seeping into real life and um it's seeped in i mean so much and um i just feel like the vaporwave scene isn't uh reflecting that at all and what i've like i've found like a lot of solace in albums that came out you know before like like stuff like birth of a new day you know yeah and it's like i don't i don't know what like how people are able to have these uh like spiritual premonitions and breakthroughs and how that doesn't uh correlate to when like it life is actually reflecting that and maybe like it'll take like a few years to look back at on all these vaporwave albums coming out and like find out which ones like mean anything. But like, when I think back to like being in the vaporwave scene in like 2015 or 2014 or 2016, and I remember like when birth of a new day came out or when like, I'll try living like this came out or when like, you know, and any of the news at 11, like those things, like they became popular almost immediately and people understood what they were and they understood like what they were about almost immediately. And nothing has come out where anybody, nothing is coming out where like people are immediately like, um, like really floored by it beyond like big albums from already established producers, you know? And um, I feel like Vaporwave is going in like, uh, so this is like the other podcast that uh, sprouted out was the Life 21 podcast, um, HKE's podcast. Yeah. And um, they were talking, he was talking about in this third episode, which is the interview with Black Banshee. um, He first talks about just the album, the Black Banshee album. For the yeah. first like 15 minutes and the the whole idea of what he's talking about is like it's vaporwave but it has a sense of uneasiness to it and it has a sense of dread to it it has a sense of prescient like darkness to it and yeah that's what's lacking in all of these modern day vaporwave releases which are just sampling stuff but it seems the sampling like seems to be coming from a place of like pure nostalgia um Mm -hmm. you know pure like disassociation
2: pure reverence for the past so the kitschy reverence for 80s beats and stuff yeah feel good type stuff and um like every
1: everything sort of lacks like the uneasiness of like those sort of like not early vaporwave albums but like stuff from like 2014 2015 like
2: big albums yeah. from that era uh, when it was getting to be like where it was like not just like a uh, ironic but like hyper ironic where it was like yeah uh, like that one fucking album that was uh the floral shop floral shop two like that that era yeah the darkest got, the darkest future <laughs> yeah it got super self-referential
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah um
2: yeah.
1: and yeah a lot of that stuff is just sort of dying away um I sort of wanted to talk about, like, HKE um, because of the, the new podcast and, like, try and understand. Like, I feel like that's... We've explained why HKE is, like, distancing, distancing himself from vaporwave. Yeah. Because there doesn't seem to be much uh, substance in it um, anymore. And like, I'd also like to say, it's that like, I'm not noticing, like... I'm not it's not that I'm not listening to these fucking vaporwave albums like I'm listening to a fuckload of vaporwave all the time because we're doing this show I'm like constantly listening to like all the new releases like I know what everybody's putting out and like Mm. um I'm not trying to shit on anybody but like yeah it's just like nothing is like really hitting uh hitting that uh specific itch yeah for me and sure. um, so I feel like when like we're probably like after this fucking comes out man like the vaporwave is gonna like turn their, their backs on us because we're saying shitty things you know and that's what's happened yeah. to HKE he's been like very uh, disparaging to the vaporwave community and uh, like to a uh, an extent that we haven't been but I feel yeah, like he's, what... yeah but I feel like he's been saying a lot of real things and I feel like for somebody like HKE who is in my opinion sort of a once in a generation kind of genius musician yeah. you know? yeah. like there's like no matter what the fuck you think about the guy there's there's nobody else that can have like 50 aliases and yeah, well, so with, the with, sheer like out- 30 like amazing albums under his belt
0: like you yeah, can talk yeah, yeah. about
1: the sheer output like I was thinking about this too like i'm a big like cloud rap guy like i love lil b and metro zoo those dudes have hundreds of albums you know but Mm -hmm. h and hke has hundreds of albums but like the difference between him and like those guys is that every single one of those albums is sort of like a a well thought out
2: thing yeah yeah well so that's what i was gonna say is that he has had at least like five genres of music yeah, oh definitely yeah <laughs> you know? so, like, Without a doubt. yeah so i think that um and a a lot of some of those genres to me have felt like well thought out responses to vaporwave the genre that he kind of created you know i mean he didn't totally create it but he created he made the first big album in it well like, the me, first he, album, he yeah. didn't <laughs> Well, you got the first one that got mainstream attention. If you that is
1: true, and a lot of people do like do like to forget that that uh, Birth of a New Day was definitely the first vaporwave album that like like he got interviewed by Fantano, you know, yeah. Red Bull Music Academy. It was in Rolling Stone, you know.
2: Yeah, and like yeah, so uh, so. He is also somebody who is perennially uh, depressed by the trajectory of Vaporwave. Like, he's basically, he's been critical of Vaporwave for a long time now. Yeah, definitely. He's been trying to spawn his own genres to move past Vaporwave for the last, like, six years. At least. So... Um yeah, I feel like you gotta listen to what the man has to say. (laughs) And um yeah, I don't know. So like when I listened to the so the first Black Banshee album that was the uh Sonic the Hedgehog thing. What was it called? What was it called? Was it just called Black Banshee?
0: Banshee?
1: It was just called Black, I think. Oh yeah, it was just called Black Banshee, but uh what does it have to do with Sonic the Hedgehog? I'm
2: confused about this. Because the because the opening uh, the opening audio file is about how oh yeah in, yeah 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 it's okay, a yeah. Sega Genesis CD about, yeah. and you can't put in the yeah uh, <clears throat> that to me sounded like part of the emotional weight that it had was that it was like it it was all of the old. Things about Vaporwave that have been discarded. Uh like everything that people don't do in Vaporwave now was that was that album. Like it was just a bunch of like ironic samples, you know. It was like slow, it was like everything that everybody is says that they're tired of and they don't want to see it anymore. And they are like they're ready to move on to uh creating a new future for vaporwave or whatever. They're like, like, he was like, no, this is, <laughs> like, like, it's, this like, is the ultimate, wave. yeah, so, in so, it was, like, the ultimate counterpoint to the, that trend of vaporwave artists moving away from vaporwave, or moving away from, like, the ironic part of vaporwave and into just the kind of aesthetic part of vaporwave, um, but it did it, it made that statement just by reiterating the same point that had been made in previous Vaporwave albums, which is what Vaporwave is all about, which is just yeah, endlessly which is
1: taking like a very like a famous song.
2: Yeah. And yeah. fucking
1: it up, you know.
2: Yeah. This endless like repetition of the same thing. Uh, and right when people are trying to go do something different, he came back with the same thing, which made it in that context crazy and just like great, you know? Um, but I don't know, like, I don't know if you can ever, I mean, you can never go back, Right. You, you can not go, go back, back,
1: but like there what I like it's very prescient right now to like make a big album that sort of says that right now. Um a big thing I noticed on like the hot takes podcast. And then also there was a um there was a big Twitter thread uh in the Vaporwave scene recently where I somebody asked, like, what does Vaporwave mean? Like, yeah, um, like what is Vaporwave missing? And like they this sentiment was uh, said on the podcast uh, via the guest that was on the podcast, so I don't uh, so didn't come from either of the hosts. But um, let me look this up. Uh, sorry, but the main like uh like the main thing that a lot of people in in the scene want from Vaporwave, it seems, just from like those two things, is this phrase that like keeps coming up every time, and it's um, more transformative sampling, or it's sampling more transformatively. Um, hmm. It's this idea that, like, echo jams, uh, slowing stuff down, recontextualizing it, was never, like, sort of never enough, you know? Ah, yes. And, like, ironically, like, the reason that this scene, like, you can say a lot about like artists in the original days of the scene and you can say that like they there were a lot of artists back then that weren't just sampling stuff and slowing them down there were a lot of people that were doing that there were other people that were trying to do bigger things and throughout the course of the genre there's always been people trying to do bigger things and that's always been the main like like there's always been this guard of vaporwave people that are always trying to uh like want more from Vaporwave and the whole idea is we need to stop just slowing stuff down but like Vaporwave yeah. to become as big as it is now like you can't like there's a reason that every other like my internet micro genre has not become as big as Vaporwave right like stuff yeah. like Witch House or Punk, like Vaporwave is able to grow and gain a lot of new artists because the entry bar is low because you don't need to have uh you know you don't need to have you don't need to be well versed in like music theory or even in how to use a DAW you know yeah like most people can download a DAW and figure out how to loop a sample and then they can put it up on the internet and be proud of what they did and um Like, I think as Vaporwave fans, we should like, like, we should celebrate that, you know, instead of like, constantly trying to say, well, Vaporwave needs to evolve. Vaporwave needs to be more transformative. I don't like, there's no reason for that. And the entire reason that Vaporwave has been able to grow as big as it is, is because we weren't being transformative, you know in a yeah. way like we like the bar is was set low purposefully and yeah. that's why we've been able to amass a, a scene out of it you know
2: well i think that the other reason that like witch house and all those other styles of music faded out was because they were based on fleeting aesthetic like uh, uh impermanent kind of hokey aesthetic uh uh ideas like witch house is spooky it's spooky music you know like uh uh sea punk is like you know punk that sounds like it's from the sea <laughs> but it's like uh it, that's you not know, really those are, what it I don't, I have no idea what c sounds like and I don't give a shit, but <laughs> um, those were, that was this music, like that was this regular fucking music, except it just had a mild little hint of like some aesthetic, right? So like Witch House, the guy who made Witch House, people who were making Witch House were already house artists, you know? They were just using spooky samples or whatever. I also don't know what which house is supposed to sound like, but uh, it sounds like crystal castles. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like the reason that vaporwave was different was because it was a fundamentally different, like, I think the part of it is that there was, since there was a low bar, it was a democratic, uh, style of music that allowed everybody to get in on the ground floor. Uh, but it was also a like functionally different approach to making music. Like it was a totally different way of making music than, uh, any other type of music, you know, like even like any other kind of music, you have to have some kind of skill in creating it you know and you have to have like a drum machine or something uh well i don't know it was it was like a different way of creating it it was you consume vaporwave for a different reason than you do other types of music you know yeah like you can't like uh you can't put um vaporwave on at a house party or something it's like music that you have to listen to alone and that mm-hmm. was all born off of the idea of like that conceptual element of just the fact of making like making it as a statement and having the like it's not about the content of the music it's about the fact of you making that music itself that is the artistic statement uh and like it it doesn't matter what the actual music sounds like to a certain degree of course uh but like a lot of it is just the fact that somebody did this uh you know somebody slowed down the like progressive auto insurance commercial uh music and put it on the internet that is the, that conveys a message of bleak despair and hopelessness that you can't get through. Like, like you get that message. A, you have to be steeped in culture. I think it's like high context culture, high context music, because you have to understand, not, you have to know what the progressive music was and you have to understand like that zeitgeist or like that early 2000s culture, then you have to understand like, oh, some like 25 year old sad sack of shit, slowed that down and put it up for free on his band camp. And uh, like that gives you this sense of uneasiness and restlessness, like that you can only get if you are really steeped in a certain kind of internet culture and uh and like having that kind of language like that ability to convey meaning um was an important part of vaporwave and part of why it was good and it's not if you just reduce it to kitschy aesthetics and uh like uh 80s video
1: game
2: yeah emulation. video game stuff and yeah. yeah 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 just stupid nerd shit 4chan or reddit vaporwave right if you just yeah if you reduce I it hate to, to
1: I hate to say that and I hate to like reduce vaporwave artists and fans to being like niche like like fucking like everybody on vaporwave is on discord or in, in something and like I don't know what I don't know what discord is you know like, yeah, I don't yeah. understand these things. Like,
2: yeah, and that's well, yeah, that's because you're, I mean, like, cool. They, cool. Yeah, you're cool. <laughs> you're not, <laughs> yeah, you're not gay. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, uh, yeah, like the, but I'm not just like, we're not just you and I, we're not
1: just jacking off about like the, the Nintendo games we used to like, you know?
0: Yeah, well, like, yeah, the well, way I mean, it isn't
1: about, it's about the, uh, the like feeling of remorse and, like yeah, it's not about nostalgia regret. it's about yeah. the
2: feeling of pain you know yeah yeah the yeah. feeling of pain in the same time a tentative hopefulness for what the future could be but mostly pain and loneliness but uh the like i i i feel like part of the reason the vaporwave has gotten really big recently is because there's an audience of people who now view it as just one thing among many as something that is similar to a bigger range of interests which they have which is namely Star Wars remakes uh Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild um like you know you know nerd shit like the people like the new there's a new audience that's being built up for it that views it as being like it's scratching the same itch as the movie Drive or whatever yeah so that is a different way of seeing it and maybe and like you know i don't think i feel like you're getting too defensive here and like you should like (laughs) we should tell people that like the original point of vaporwave of like listening to echo jams is to be haunted and to feel like to give you some context about your about the digital culture that you live in and um and yeah i like i think at its best like especially like echo jams i was just thinking about echo jams and i realized that uh toto or africa by toto was uh-huh. getting the echo jam of africa by toto was getting stuck in my head a lot recently and i was like I don't know what that original song is. And I only hear it in my head is like this dim, vague recollection of that echo jam. But that echo jam sounds like, like it sounds like when you half remember a song and are playing it over back and forth in your head, but you don't actually remember what the song, how the song goes. You can only remember like part of the chorus, so you just repeat it over and over again. Like that's what that sounds like, and that is like a a statement about like how your brain processes music and uh, all this shit. Um, yeah, and you know, you shouldn't. We shouldn't be afraid to defend that. It's the yeah. best part of vaporwave, right there. Yeah, I feel like I like it's uh, like
1: fucking um there's a guy that we reviewed uh recently epson who like yeah. he posted something on twitter that was like i give vaporwave five years talks you know and people were yeah. like really coming at him like no vaporwave is better than it's ever been before blah 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 and his like his point of reference was the uh like our vaporwaves um best albums of 2020 list and it's like you click on all of those albums and, like, 75% of them you sang are, like, they're experimental electronic music. Um, yeah. Very few, like, are, like, real sample-based, sample-heavy Vaporwave yeah. albums. And, like, what is that? So, like, I understand, like, the idea that, like, the bar of Vaporwave is low, and so you, like, you have tons of people coming in and if they're like all reviewing all these albums and deciding on a list, it's true that the majority of them are going to be in more into the more um, like skilled uh, albums or whatever, because those are technically, you know, theoretically the better albums because they're like, there's more layers to listen to them under, I guess. But um, yeah, and it's just like there's this lack of a, there's a lack of representation. Of um,
2: echo James, basically, of the punky, the punk side of it. Yeah, the punk. I think that ethos. you view it on a on a spectrum between skilled and unskilled, which is a weird way to think about it. I think. Um, I think that's it's not much- how I
1: see, but I mean, like, there's a difference between I, I guess I skilled and unskilled is like there's people that are taking songs and slowing them down, and then yeah. there's people that are making their own musical compositions I value the former personally but like yes. you know
2: I mean I'd say that it's an aesthetic difference between uh, you know you can call it Spartan production and Flash <laughs> production or yeah. like uh, you know I think a lot of this gets at the heart of it's basically like pop versus punk you know where punk is just slowing down a sample and pop is now getting fancy with it, putting on your own synthesizers and making your own drum beats and stuff.
1: And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But the But that's
2: the... just that's just music, you know? Yeah. That's just regular old music. And like there were people that were already doing that before Vaporwave. There were people that were already making electronic music that was influenced by Nostalgia and 80s and 90s shit and anime and stuff, you know? So, like, there's that's not a specifically vaporwave thing. So, that just makes it not vaporwave if you're, if that's what you're doing. What's your vaporwave about that? If you're a purist, yeah. But I mean, you can also argue that, like, vaporwave, like,
1: it's a, like, we've talked about this before. Is vaporwave, like, a genre? Is it a technique of making music? Or is it yeah. a scene of people that are progressing uh, as a group?
2: Yes. And it's all three. Or well, It's at least two of those things. Yeah. But um, the uh, uh, it's progressing in the wrong direction. Is all I'm to
1: say. <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's no. progressing in a direction and I'm not uh, I'm not that optimistic about it. I'm like and it's not that like the music is bad or anything. Like I liked George Clanton's last album, you know. Like I've nothing against like that style, that side of Vaporwave. But like yeah, no,
2: I, I like a lot it, of
1: yeah, but when it comes when when that becomes the regular thing, and when everybody is saying, well, more vaporwave should be like that, you know, yeah. like I don't, you know, more vapor that should be its own thing and it should be special because it's different, you know?
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, like, it's just, it's just pop music with a retro tinge to it. You know, that's all it is. That's all it becomes. If it's not going to be about cheaply cutting up like, old 80s pop songs and slowing them down and and making it sound stupid and kind of internet uh, affected you know like uh, I think I think part of of something that we're also not addressing is uh, like internet loss sounds like the sounds of like a shitty mp3 that has been transferred through like five different thumb drives you know yeah um like that kind of lossiness and that kind of like poor audio quality and just generally like music that sounds like cheap crappy weird internet music that you would find on a myspace page from 20 years ago and then music that is more drawing on the 80s and 90s aesthetic you know like music that's like less obviously about the internet you know what i mean because like that um one of the albums that we reviewed a couple times ago um it was a it was one of it was a sequel album it was an album that was a sequel to something that another guy made oh it was
1: yeah i know what you're talking it was um it was by Conway. It was uh, it was like music to be murdered to or something. It was a sequel yeah. to you already dead. But,
2: um. Yeah, yeah. So that album sounds like, I mean, it's directly internet music. It sounds like something that could have only been possibly made in the span of time from like 2015 to 2020, and um, it has that low quality MP3 sound to it that is different from- It's
1: called, uh, I can't take much more of this.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like that fact of its own internetiness, that is also an aesthetic appeal of vaporwave that I think is lost when you try to make it sound more elaborate and more high quality. You're going to inevitably move away from that kind of internet sound. Uh, and I realize it's a very low, poorly defined concept that I'm trying to get across here. But like, you know.
1: No, anybody that listens to Vaporwave should be able to click
2: on. Yeah, yeah should understand. What you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, so like that intentionally low quality internet shit sound um, is lost when you are trying to make more complicated, layered, serious music because that is now the sound that you cannot put into your music and have it be taken seriously in the same way that like you know the 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 backstreet boys wouldn't have never come out with like a tape hissy uh uh mixtape sounding release because if they had it would have they would have lost their claim to legitimacy Mm -hmm. because that was that generation's mark of poorly produced music from people that didn't know what they were doing. Um, But over time that's grown into something that's acceptable that you can reference now in modern music. But what the modern music version of that is super lossy MP3 files and internet, you know, uh, deep fried music. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Deep. Fried, uh, fried. yeah. And it's like, that is something that if you want your music to sound like serious music, which I think is what that, what a certain group of vaporwave people are veering towards, uh, then you're going to lose that element of it, which is really important, I think, and really cool. It's really interesting. It's the way like, it's the coolest thing ever. It's the best thing about Vaporwave. and Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so you're going to lose that. Um, so, yeah.
1: I have to pee really bad.
2: Okay. I got to plug in my laptop. And I also got to pee.
1: I would like to ask, like, what is this all... Like mean like if we're like if we're like trying if we're making like the stand for the claim that like this other shit um maybe isn't vaporwave and this other stuff maybe is like what is the point of vaporwave going forward um if it is just going to be slowed down smooth jazz songs which it isn't going to be but if that's like what we're sort of i don't want to say claiming that it is um but in a way are um, like, what does that mean? Why does that, why is that important in uh, 2021? Or if, if not, like I feel like this black Banshee record is uh, very important because it reflects the ethos of vaporwave. It's a, like, it's a reflection of vaporwave in itself in that it's a uh, like uh, some sort of like, statement about the
2: scene you know yes it's a reflexive statement about itself and about the scene um yeah i don't know well like all that stuff uh like i felt like when vaporwave was at the height of its own like self-reflexive irony it was doing that within a different media landscape, right? Like where uh, like streaming services and uh, the total like victory of digital media over the music industry in general was just starting to exist, right? Like, Like 2010 through like 2015, was the time where uh, like traditional music distribution was in jeopardy and like all these big record labels were completely in jeopardy because everybody could just pirate whatever they wanted off of the internet and they had no idea how to make a profit off of anything. Um, But like that was already happening but like 2011 through like the 2010s within music was the rise of streaming services and digital streaming services. So like that kind of method of distribution, uh, of having, um, music, like that early vaporwave that was all put on Bandcamp and was all, uh, completely digital was like a reaction to that and having it kind of glitch out and repeat itself in the same way like that like exploiting like the I don't know uh like artifacts and like screw ups that happen within digital media where it sounds like something that has like sounds like your computer has frozen and it's just endlessly like playing one loop over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, And that, yeah, it was like, maybe it was kind of more, it was a more relevant commentary. And I'm like, I don't particularly think that just the fact of having, like what made it special wasn't the, just the fact of it being a slowed down pop song. Uh, Like what made it special was the fact that it was, A meta commentary and it was found art and it was like, uh, yeah, it was conceptual art. Um, So, like, yeah, I don't think that it will be going forward. It's not going to be the same as it was. Um, Like, it's not just going to be slowed down 80 samples, but there has to be some kind of space for. that general idea of, like, pirated digital music that is conceptual and the fact that you is in some way reflexive on the fact that you are taking something and recording it and then just releasing it as an album, you know, and saying, like, this collection of audio recordings has some kind of value. there yeah. should be a place for that. And like the way that new digital media is going now <clears throat> is confusing. And I don't know what, like, I don't know how the next kind of conceptual art that comments on that, like, what that's going to look like. I think there's some clues to it in. Um, that cyberpunk 2077 album uh like christ's um um early albums that were just youtube poops and stuff like that like recordings of youtube poops um, yeah social justice whatever social justice whatever like those kind of things like i feel like the next thing is like yeah like sampling the like chat room in a uh discord you know yeah sampling a live twitch stream something like that i mean that sounds gay but uh it's got to be something like that you know <laughs> <what I mean? laughs>
1: yeah um yeah i don't know where Vaporwave's is going i don't know like i yeah i don't know where it's going i feel like the way that it's going right now is getting like a little bit too niche or esoteric or like a little bit, well, no, no, not like Nietzsche esoteric, but like a little bit too, like, like hyper specific about like these, like nostalgia for you know, like Nintendo games or
2: yeah, I mean like at, that. At its worst, like the that modern trend of vaporwave or the way the vaporwaves going right now has the potential to just be fucking like. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time remix dubstep uh, yeah, samples, you know? Like that's, like, that's the worst it could go, you know? And, like, George Clanton's music, while it's good, that's, like, a midway path between Vapor... That's a, on the halfway point between those two poles. Uh, and, like, I don't think that um, it's uh i don't think it's like it's not that it's niche or it's hyper specific it's it's losing its nicheness and that's kind of making it shittier yeah Uh, um uh i
1: sort of want to like maybe for this episode just like try and experiment and just keep it to this not do any music reviews maybe do those next week and make like a bonus episode sure yeah that makes sense um, I I do want to say that like, uh, if you're like, there there is like a place. This is what we were originally going to talk about. Uh, this episode was originally going to be the death rebirth episode. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about the closing down of Dream Catalog and the reopening of DMT Tapes FL. Um, DMT Tapes FL, a uh, label ran by Vito, one of the realest dudes in the vaporwave scene. Um, like, if there's a place for uh. Pure sample-based uh, vaporwave. If there's a, if there is a place for like what made the original scene like very uh, strong, it's on DMT tapes FL. <laughs> so All they right. they recently reopened, and uh, so if you have any like if you have some great vaporwave, like send it to DMT, and uh, yeah, they'll probably release it. I'm gonna right. I'm, a, I'm a make an album and I'm gonna send it to uh, Vito see if I can get on the, the final season of DMT tapes of they Hell yeah, baby.
2: Um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just it should be conceptual art. Yeah, you can't just have it be, gay ass shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not uh, end on that. Um,
1: no, it can be conceptual. It has. It should be conceptual. Um. Oh, it, okay, it, so- it should. My,
2: Sorry, go ahead. What I was going to say is that I think that like uh, listening to um, something like the flap era of uh, HKE is really illustrative of how you can have something that is not sample-based, and it's not low quality, it's not amateur. It's like definitely takes a lot of. Oh, I uh, would say it's it's a pretty low quality
1: and pretty amateur. But.
2: No, no, but the <laughs> what he needed to do to like like make it sound like that is like so weird and not even like what was that raga album that he had? Um, you said the Martin Smith. No, no, no the real raga. raga
1: song. Real raga song. What? Um,
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know what what raga album
2: you're talking about. Ah, uh, it's so the one where it's he's a he like lo- lost his girlfriend or whatever. Uh, it's like a concept album about how he lost his girlfriend. It's like return uh, of the pseudo nymph or whatever. Is that yeah, what
1: you're talking about? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, that's
2: that's, that's Martin Smith. Yeah. Yeah, so like that shit has crazy sounds that has that have never been made before. And uh, sounds totally new, totally original, and at the same time he definitely like there was a lot of productive skill put into that, you know, so that's one place that you can look to see some good vaporwave shit coming out.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Um. Yeah. I just like, I sort of like, I'm going to put this out and I want to like, if this is like, if this is the only episode of the slime podcast you listen to, this is probably the most important one. And this is the one I like really want, like, like, Please tell me like if we're fucking wrong, like how much you hate us, you know, for saying this shit, you know. Um, yeah, I wanna know. Like I wanna hear what people have to say about Vaporwave because I definitely have a lot of thoughts about it. And um, you know, I we wouldn't be or I wouldn't be like as uh, like intense about the shit if Vaporwave didn't like really mean something to me, you know.
2: Yeah didn't factor and I can vouch for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know how much vaporwave means to me.
2: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> More than anyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, did you want to talk about how uh, vaporwave? Spec- so we talked about how vaporwave just kind of sucks now. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about how specifically it fails to reflect on the uh, uh, pandemic crisis and the Crisis of capitalism that we're currently living through. I think the proof is in the pudding. Um, you know,
1: <laughs> like we're in a we're in a fucking state of isolation and fear and um, sadness. And uh, like I've listened to like a hundred vaporwave albums in the past like two months, and uh, nothing has really hit it. So,
2: yeah. At the time when we needed vaporwave most, what did people decide to do? They decided to say, "Oh, let's." Let's hop on Twitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's the hop
1: perfect yeah way to say it. Um, and, I'm, and I'm not disparaging anybody that's trying to like become big as an artist anybody that's well, like, I well, I, I'm not disparaging anybody that's having fun with their friends on Twitch or well, I am That's fine. That's fine. Whatever you're doing is fine and EK and Sensei's opinions about it are also fine. <laughs> um yeah i don't have a problem with it um yeah oh there is one other thing i wanted to talk about was um a a label called um tomorrow entertainment um a lot of the reason a lot of people are saying we need more transformative sampling is because dmca strikes are raining down on vaporwave producers
0: um
1: a label called tomorrow entertainment which i am on I am on um, a <laughs> compilation album that they put out with uh, one of my favorite songs I've ever made. I'm gonna end this. Uh, I'm gonna end the show like with that song. But um, yeah. yeah, they got DMCA striked and they had to take down their entire Bandcamp page, and uh, they're rebuilding it slowly, re-releasing all the stuff that got taken down, and you can find that at t-m-r-r-w-r-e-c dot bandcamp.com that is the new tomorrow entertainment bandcamp page i'm scrolling through it right now and i'm not seeing the compilation that i am on on here so that song may be lost to time but i will unearth it to end the podcast uh today um yeah, yeah um yeah, basically just like, oh, yeah, subscribe to the Patreon. We started a Patreon. We're going oh, to yeah. have uh, two bonus episodes every month. Uh, we're not going to be taking any more breaks here. Uh, oh, Lord. Yeah, God know. God yeah. knows. <laughs> we have a... Uh, comments and say, Yeah, we've, we've come to the understanding that uh, the podcast is incredibly important, not only yeah. to the vaporwave scene, but to both of us personally. And yes. that we, we must continue to do it. And it has a so, price significance to not just us, but to the world. Yeah, we will not stop and we will continue.
2: Absolutely.
1: So, SlimeWire or Patreon.com slash SlimeWire podcast for a low price of $5 a month, you will gain access to two bonus episodes every month.
2: Yes, with some of the hottest jams and hottest tracks that you can find as we talk about our monthly bi-monthly playlists that we make for each other
1: oh god they're hot i already made one and i sent it to you
2: i have a couple i have a, one in the works
1: all right swag um, pretty fire cool uh this was a good a good discussion of vaporwave
2: yeah i feel like this serves as our uh, manifesto and our kind of rosetta stone our uh true north our north star moving forward and uh, anybody who's been listening to us that isn't comfortable with this you can get the hell out yeah you can
1: suck my
2: cock <laughs> yeah, the true believers for the true believers we carry on all right um i guess here, i will go ahead here's my last thing i think that it is really reflective of the general difference between us and hot takes that which you have not be- listen to i have no idea i have no <laughs> idea what it is uh, all i know is that it's got a bunch of fucking adventure time cartoons on it and uh <laughs> it's on discord which is all i need to know to stay the fuck away and uh <clears throat> so like you know when those guys decide to create a vaporwave podcast they say Let's get on Discord. Let's invite all of our friends, and we're just gonna have a fun time. And we're probably gonna like play some little games. And I'll show you my like little plushy uh, Koopa Troopa uh, <laughs> swag and shit. Yeah, I'm gonna show you my floral shop Funko Pop.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, and I'm gonna get like I'm gonna get my friend who's an animator to make some Adventure Time versions of us. And then when we have the idea to create a Vaporwave podcast, we didn't even want to put it on the digital platform. We wanted to do HM radio. And, <laughs> let's get that out of there. and B, our idea is just to have two men sitting in our dingy apartments uh, <laughs> ranting about uh, how shitty everything has become. And have it not even be specifically a Vaporwave podcast, but be about the metaphysical aspect of Vaporwave transitioning from a theoretical to a practical aspect of daily reality so yeah so that's the difference between us and hot takes moving forward <laughs> we're so much
1: cooler <laughs> Yeah, that's all, that's all you need to know yeah okay okay um i'm oh, a, signing off yeah i'm gonna end of this one with a sayonara and a sayonara to you buddy
2: I'm not going you go you're not going to go on the show,
0: you're not going to go on the you're not going to go on the show, you're not go the